Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 86. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Nice to be recording again with you. Yeah. And on schedule, what's more. We just had a lively discussion about theology and predestination, God's will, which we are not going to talk about tonight. That is not the subject of tonight's episode, no. (laughs) You will have to uh, get us around a campfire with some s'mores and beverages for that conversation to continue. I'd be glad for anyone to take us up on that. Also, I feel like I do want to say that is very unusual conversational fare for us. I, th- I enjoyed the conversation thoroughly, but it's not a like, oh yeah, that was our Tuesday Tuesday theology. I do feel like, I don't know if you agree about this, but I feel like we've maybe intentionally been leaning into a little more conversation in the evenings. Oh, just in general. Yeah, more <laughs> I recently. You, I thought you were going to say theological conversation. I was like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I can see that. The other week you were like, I'm going to not scroll on my phone i'm gonna go do this thing and i was like i'll do that with you and then we ended up talking about books and all sorts of things that we were reading and that ended up being a great conversation that you don't remember so that's good no i well uh-huh. what i i tell you what what i do remember is saying i'm not gonna scroll on my phone right now so obviously this is meaningful practice for our marriage that we're gonna continue <laughs> i will say i like feel very grateful like i don't feel disconnected from you and it feels like that's saying something for having a two-month-old and a three-year-old. It and is. so even if I don't remember every single conversation we've had, I feel like I definitely am experiencing the effects of it in terms of in relationship to you. I was thinking about this earlier because Julian, we've been putting him down around 7.30. And often he'll then sleep till 3 or 4 mm-hmm. and then wakes up probably again at like five or six and i'm like if you do that math if he just like slept the same number of hours if we put him to bed at nine he would probably sleep through the night are you serious (laughs) wow this is a real conundrum now but i'm like but i was like you know what has been saving my life a little bit is the two hours in the evening a couple hours that we have had together or to ourselves and i'm like i think the not sleeping through the night might be worth it Hmm. I hadn't even thought about that. I kind of regret that you've now informed me about that. I mean, he also like we haven't necessarily like forced him into this. Like he that kid was just falling asleep at 730. True. When we had tried to keep him up and it was like, well, if you're going to fall asleep out in the crib in the living room, we might as well put you down in our room. That is a great point. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, this wasn't what we're going to talk about tonight. So do you want to set up our episode and what we're actually going to do? Sure. So this came about because we have finally been kicked out of the kingdom of the <laughs> Tim's Family Netflix account for a long time. We have, not by not by my parents. Yes, we have mooched off your parents. Though, in full honesty, we have then provided other streaming services Whoa. to them. Yeah, we kind of just like collect. It's like a collective bargaining agreement about <laughs> our streaming services that we have set up with your parents and my parents, but. Netflix has intervened and we've been kicked out. So it got us to thinking because we decided to purchase one month of Netflix because we were in the middle of a really interesting show and we were like, we have to finish it. So Mm -hmm. they got us for one month, but then we'll probably cancel it until another round of Netflix shows we're interested in comes back and then we'll get it again. But this is forcing us to be a little more focused. So it got us thinking about recommendations and if 
we're going to go through all the streaming platforms that we have and say, if you only had one month of the streaming platform, what is the one show that each of us would recommend that you watch? And we're going to kind of focus on shows that we've watched more recently. Yeah. Close to within the last year. Yeah. So you're getting our, our tastes, our recent, our more recent viewings and yeah. And the platforms we've engaged with. There's not going to be any Paramount Plus here. I thought we should probably just say a little bit of something about the, like, our comfort with certain kinds of content. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Because we recognize not everyone is going to like every kind of thing. I would say, like, you and I, as a general rule, are, like, we'll watch things with language that, like, we're, we feel... We, we just love cursing <laughs> and the more of it, the better. No, it doesn't often hinder our viewing. It doesn't hinder our viewing beyond that. Like, like we'll tolerate. I can probably tolerate a little bit more violence than you, but yeah, neither I do not like violence. Neither of us go super dark, super, super dark. I can handle a little darker than you, but usually I'm watching those by myself. But we're not gore people. We're not extreme violence people. We are kind of like eyes covered if there's anything like particularly yep. graphic. And so if a whole show is that way, we can't do that. And then like we probably have like pretty low tolerance on like nudity. Sexy times. Yeah. Uh, it depends a little bit. Depends. Depends yeah. a little bit on the show and how. But it's pretty rare that we'll like engage with a show that's just gratuitous. Yeah. In that respect. So let's just say like, you know, caveat watcher like. Look into these for yourself before you check any of them out and see if they're kind of within your sweet spot. But just so you know, that's the general feel of the kinds of shows that we like. So then we don't have to caveat every show. Yep. Good? Okay. You pick a platform first and start us off. Let's start with Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Go for it. We've done actually a bit of recent viewing on Amazon Prime. So these ones are fresh. And oh, man, there's a couple... I think you probably have both of these two. So I'm going to go with Primo, which is a show about a Hispanic family lives in San Antonio. The boy is in high school. He's a fan of the San Antonio Spurs, which is big plus for him and our family. And he has five uncles and is being raised by a single mom. And it's kind of coming of age. I think it's just like eight episodes or something like that, like in the 30 minute kind of range. Mike Schur, who's like involved with The Office and The Good Place and Parks and Rec, if you know those shows, was also involved in this. And Shay Serrano is like the creator, which I don't I don't expect any of you to know him unless you're a Spurs fan, in which case you might know who Shay Serrano is. But it just it is heartwarming. It is very funny. Obviously, it's culturally a very different world than you and I, but like super accessible too, and like many, many Many, many jokes that like slide by quickly and many things that like moments that you remember. And yeah, laughed, cried, all of it. It was great. It's kind of like your classic sitcom in a lot of ways. But then the like personalities of the uncles are just like so over the top, but so fantastic. They're just well-crafted characters. And then, yeah, Primo, the boy at the center of it. It's just it's just really yeah, heartwarming is like the perfect yeah. way to describe that show. It's great. Yeah, it is really good. And it's like semi-autobiographical too for Shay Serrano, which is like also kind of wonderful once you see the show. So that's mine. What would be your like, you got to watch this. Okay, so we watched Jury Duty, which has been very popular recently on Prime. And it's 
it is a <laughs> it is about love jury duty jury duty in which the everyone on this trial in the jury box is an actor except yeah, the, for the whole courtroom is actors. yeah the whole thing is staged except for one person who genuinely thinks that this is like a documentary about a real trial and so and they get like quarantined and so they have to go to a hotel for a couple weeks and it's this whole and i just i mean i still hold like a kernel (laughs) of doubt that like he was not bought into this because he was his name is ronald gladden he was the perfect character like and he ends up just like amazing them all because of his like kindness to go with the craziness that all these actors and producers like throw at him which he doesn't know they're throwing at him intentionally but like i mean i just could not believe that he didn't know what was going on because of the way he handles himself but it is just hilarious yeah uh it's really unbelievable i i was just seeing something that was like an interview with him and he was talking about how he didn't really start processing it like till even like a weekend or two after the experience like kind of fully like kind of settling in and then he found himself growing really paranoid yeah it was be very strange. like he like just been like basically truman showed but he said james marsden so james marsden like the actor is acting as himself in jury duty so but ronald was saying this in the interview like james was super helpful to me like he was like texting me like no there are no cameras anymore like oh, you're safe like spent like 30 minutes yeah. talking to him on the phone like talking I, him down i do wonder if that yeah. would just kind of mess with you yeah. anyway it's really fascinating oh yeah jury duty is great all right what platform is next rage let's go max hbo max okay max. yeah i'm really curious what you're gonna say for this uh so i'm gonna choose the newsroom Ah. Which is one of the only shows that we've watched together on Max. But we finished season two at the end of last year and season three at the beginning of this year. So it does count. Season one is the best, in my opinion. Season two is very good. Season three kind of fell apart. But I just, it is a fascinating look at a newsroom and like political culture back in like the early 2010s Mm -hmm. and which i was in college and so i didn't necessarily have the best like dial on what was going on in the world so it was fascinating to like have some familiarity with some of these things but they really go deep into like what was happening in the moment because it's like they were reporting on actual they use actual news stories right that's a key part they use actual history like a year or two prior to the show like actual historical events but a fictional newsroom dealing with them yeah. and like real like responses are sometimes part of it like yeah yeah but i the character building i mean it's written by aaron sorkin so who wrote west wing and so it has similar vibes and the writing some of the moments that he can craft are just amazing and He's you a killer just moment creator fall in love with these characters and the music and it's great highly recommend well i'm gonna cheat a little bit and go a little bit further back because I was looking at Max and speaking of Aaron Sorkin and what you said, <laughs> The West Wing. The West Wing is on Max. It's the only place you can get it. And if you have not watched this show, it's one of my all-time favorites. And I'm going to allow it to be in this year for me because I also listen to the West Wing Weekly podcast. And I just recently finished that, which is with Rishi K. Shearway and Josh Molina. Josh Molina being one of the actors in the later part of the show. But this is about the staff of the West Wing, also the president. And 
it is just oh wonderful inspiring thoughtful i mean it, it's on it's on top 10 lists of all-time television and you just can't go much better than the west wing thoroughly love it that's like that's more than a month binge like i i don't I did actually in my history, I binged a whole season of the West Wing, 22 or 23 episodes, season six in one day in grad school as I was avoiding, as I was avoiding writing a theology paper, but I don't, I don't recommend that as a, as a practice to get through it. I just commit to Max for a few months. Even the newsroom, it's not as long, not nearly as long, but that would be an intense month if you just binged (laughs) the newsroom. All right, good. Max, next, let's do... Hulu. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, and you're maybe going to say this is cheating too. I don't know. But you can watch a lot of Survivor on Hulu. And there is, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, there is no better reality TV show than Survivor. Come at me. Come at me with your suggestions. (laughs) I will shoot them down. I will shoot them down like an anti-aircraft missile. Because... (laughs) He really will. He's done it. Survivor is hands down. It is the perfect, perfect blend of social physical mental it's like it's just a crazy scenario they keep finding ways to add intriguing layers this last season there was a podcast alongside it which was called on fire on fire with jeff probes that's right and was like a fascinating look at just like behind the scenes stuff more than a recap podcast but was really interesting to just the amount of work and detail and planning that goes into some of like the challenges they have and like the way they produce show the show like it was really it was cool to watch it alongside so you have to watch season 44 which i don't think is actually on hulu yet but but if you if it does go that was it was a fantastic season this last one so obviously you're not going to watch 43 seasons in a month but you know do a little googling of the top seasons of survivor if you're interested in kind of checking it out and then just check out that season and one thing i love about survivor is it hasn't gotten old in part because they've continued to evolve the game, but also because players continue to have knowledge of the past. So it's like essentially it now is a competition between the producers and the players. And so in that respect, it's not gotten stale because as soon as players think they know what's coming, the producers try to change it. Mm. So every season kind of stands in the same place of tension in some sense. Yeah, It's just what have the survivors kind of worked out to expect or not. And so... Yeah, really. Oh, I go on and on, but I won't. What's your What's your Hulu? My Hulu is Modern Family. Mm. So I've never watched any Modern Family, and again, you would have to have Hulu for a long time because there's nine <laughs> yeah, we're, seasons. We're suggesting I big commitments here, and we've been watching Modern Family for it is one of those like back back burner shows for us but it just hits it hits great. I think especially being parents, like some of their like family dynamics just hit in a very relatable different way and it's just a feel-good funny show yeah my favorite character is phil of course that is no surprise <laughs> to that, was before I was, that was that was true even before i was a dad all right we've done max prime hulu what's next okay i'm gonna pick apple okay so my recommendation surprises even me because i'm gonna recommend platonic oh wow yeah okay this is surprising which is a show basically about two people in their 40s Mm -hmm. one 
the woman who kind of has the typical suburban life kids husband who is a lawyer she chose to be a stay-at-home mom and then this other friend who they used to be like wild and crazy friends together and then they drifted and he's like an artist brewmaster like all these things and they end up kind of finding their way back to each other and are wrestling with this tension of like being older being in their like midlife season and like can they still have fun at least this is how i see it and like seeing this show and i just i like relate so much to it and i mean they're slightly older than us i think that's her her question is can she still have fun in healthy ways his question is like can he grow up in some ways right yeah 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 can he yeah well still i think like he doesn't want to like stop having fun to grow up yeah and she yeah is trying so they're just trying to balance that and it just feels so relatable i mean like they take things to the extremes but it is just like in some ways like yeah i think like I, i look at people who are like in their 20s and don't have kids and have like lots of disposable income and i just wonder i'm like what if that were still my life like i just am envious of it sometimes Mm. and so i like totally get like this wrestling of like can i have some piece of that of myself that is spontaneous and just like uninhibited and fun and still like yeah be a healthy individual within other relationships and a career and all these things and so it's like a very hilarious depiction of that struggle but i do like genuinely relate to it as well yeah we haven't finished this show yet it's still coming out they they are walking a razor's edge in terms uh-huh. of this being funny without being too extreme being like a little bit of commentary without just being ridiculous and we will see like It'll be we'll have to see where it lands yeah so maybe we'll have to circle back and renege on this recommendation but so far so good my Apple TV, I mean, there's just no doubt about what it's going to be, if you know me, which is the show trying. There's three seasons of this. This would, this is mine, but you just, you, you love knew, it you so knew. passionately. I, you entered, you watched yeah. the first two seasons or you watched all of it. And I then you're like, and then you're like, you'll like this. And, and then, I turned around, I had finished it. And then the next week we were starting season one. And, and I was watched like, you it have all to watch me this. Again. And, oh, <laughs> It, it's just, it is almost, I, I think it is. For me, it is the perfect show. It yeah. is funny. It is charming. It is moving. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's it's about a couple who like go through the process of adoption. And it's, they're, they're down to earth. They don't have their lives completely together. Yet there is love and care and a desire to do this well. And there's wonderful, quirky people around them and it's just it's the best it's beautiful i'll leave it at that yeah check I think out check out sure trying the best on this list yeah we going to netflix okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna go back a little bit if that's okay oh okay and say madam secretary oh which is on netflix okay yeah wonderful political she is the secretary of state the main character you have a massive man crush on the husband and her husband is wonderful he is a scholar who studies thomas aquinas who i happen to write my grad graduate school thesis on so yeah there's much about this show a lot of it is kind of the intrigue of handling diplomatic business 
for the government and it's yeah really great i mean i i don't I don't know that I will say this is my favorite, but a grittier version that we did just watch is The Diplomat. Yeah. Which is what we got our one month of Netflix to finish. Yeah. And so if you like Madam Secretary and can handle a grittier version. More adult version. More yeah. adult version. The Diplomat was very good. Very suspenseful. Holy cow. The ending was like mind blowing. Well, just, yeah, just absolute cliffhanger. Yeah. No, it, it was good. Gosh, Netflix there's a lot of variety on netflix oh yeah that's for sure when i was like thinking of the most options i had to recommend netflix weirdly was at the top of the list but this is like long-standing we have watched formula one for all five seasons yeah and it is just a i cannot tell you why i find it so good And so intriguing. It's dri- drive to survive. Drive the to survive. It, yeah. Right? And I have still zero desire to watch a Formula One race. Though I would go see one in person, I think. But like to watch it on TV. But the documentary is just great. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, we both love that. And we have like no engagement with the world of Formula One racing at all. Yep. Yeah. All right. Last platform. Disney Plus. Yep. I mean, I just love Bluey so much. <laughs> and I know I, I know it's crazy and new episodes drop tomorrow and I've like been so excited about it. Like I've been like counting down. Yeah, I came home today and you're like, do you know what happens tomorrow? I just, it's just an amazing show and it I can make me cry and laugh and I just, I love it. Okay, there's there's people who, are, who have no idea about Bluey. Like, if- sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's it's an animated show about Australian cartoon dogs. Okay. Yes. Cartoon and animated being redundant in that sentence. But like, just give people, you know, if they just want a taste of the wonder of Bluey, these episodes are seven or eight minutes. What's one episode that they should watch? Baby Race. Yeah. That's what I would say too. Yeah. Baby Races. Great episode. Or Sleepy Time is also a pretty beautiful one that just gives you a sense of kind of the creativity and scope of the show oh there's so many good ones yeah Mm -hmm. my disney plus show is going to go on a very different direction and going to be andor the star wars series which just is unlike any other star wars series that disney has put out since purchasing that ip but it's just really great storytelling like dense dense characterization like and star wars is kind of your classic good versus evil and i think andor like, that's not really realistic. There would never be a rebellion that is, like, clean cut. Oh, these are the good guys and these that's are the bad point. guys. But the original, like, trilogy sets it up to be that way. And so this is a very interesting, like, of course, rebellions are messy and full of complicated decisions. But, like, what I think makes Andor work is it's not like it's a commentary on that reality. It just is depicting a reality. Yeah. And it's really, really well done. Yep. So Andor is great. If you don't even have to be into Star Wars, I think, to appreciate Andor. No, you, you would notice some more Easter eggs, but you could watch it without really knowing a whole lot about it. Well, there you go. That's like a lot of recommendations. <laughs> Just shot them all at you. <laughs> we told you the season would be different, and we're starting off in a very different place. I feel a little exposed. Like what we watch is like someone going through your like trash. Like you just can tell a lot about a person sure. based on what they watch. So. Please don't judge us too harshly for any of these things, but... Or do, and hate listen to our <laughs> podcast from here on out. That's fine. 
And like we said, please look it up before you watch it if you are at all sensitive to any of the things we talked about. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yes. Use your use your own discretion. I think we should call it there. Yep. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's Take. Do you want to set up our episode? Do you want to set up this episode and what we're going to do? Sure. So this recently. Do you want to set up this episode and what we're going to do? Sure. Sorry. Are you serious right now? (laughs) I feel like I'm like, like legitimately. I was like, is my brain having an issue right now? Well, this wasn't what we're you're doing it the same way every (laughs) single time. It's not. It's slightly different. It's slightly different. I know I've had a lot of caffeine, a lot of unnatural stimulants, but (laughs) still.